Blog Talk Radio. Frontier Beyond Fear blog talk radio program. I'm Susan Larison Dance, and today is April 9th, 2022, and I am delighted to welcome you to the live broadcast, broadcasting just about every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope You will enjoy some new intro and closing music today that um, I am working with. Um, It is by Kevin McLeod, who has written many beautiful pieces that he just puts out into the world and makes available. Today, we are going to be talking about a very important topic in these times disempowering fear, and of course, very appropriate for a program that is entitled The Frontier Beyond Fear, a topic I have been exploring here for over a decade. And let me say that though the origin of this program, which I'm very thankful for, is Blog Talk Radio, and the program is often featured live, as it is today on the homepage there. You may be listening to this podcast in a number of different locales, and I'm very thankful for that as well, various podcast platforms. Become increasingly important for all of us and I raise my hand, myself included, because this can feel like a very imperfect journey. It is time for us all to focus on our relationship with fear. Here I speak, having examined this for many years. I have my own human journey. And I have no issues telling you that just yesterday I found myself worrying about something in the morning. And we have big things, little things, and everything in between that may make us fearful right now. And it's understandable given all that's going on in the world and in our lives. And I wanted to put out a quote that I somewhat imperfectly talked about on another show by Mark Twain. I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which never happened. And I'll even say sometimes they do. I've had things happen 
that I worried about, and they did happen. I've had things happen that I didn't even think of that occurred. And I've also had many, many, many things that never happened, just as Mark Twain was referring to here, things that never, ever happened and yet occupied my attention far too much. This is a normal part of the human experience. And yet, we are called to a time where we do the difficult lifting, lifting, the heavy lifting with our fears. Because we really are coming out of a time and yet heading into a time. It just seems to keep continuing where the world isn't what we ever expected it to be. That doesn't mean we're all going downhill. But who we choose to be in the midst of this and who we choose to be within our own heads, our inner work, is just incredibly important. Because how are we to be effective if we don't do this work? And when I say we do it imperfectly, and I started to refer to something that happened to me yesterday, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, probably a concern that many people share, especially people who've chosen unconventional paths in life. And it was sort of a series of synchronicities um, that led me out of it, because what happened was I was making some toast earlier And I came really close to burning the thing. And I had someone coming over to my apartment a little bit later, and I thought, well, I really don't want the smell of burnt toast in the air. And here I was thinking that wasn't what I was worrying about. It was a deeper issue. Um, And, well, because I'd burnt the toast, I was led to open the windows. And there was no time to go for a walk because walks always help, but I will tell you, very rapidly, things changed. I started to smell the air coming in. It was chilly out, um, and cooler air was coming in. I started to hear the birds. I started to get outside of my own head, and nature came in. There's a reason why I post so many nature photos that are personally my own work that I have taken over the years, just very spontaneously. These are just my private hobby photos that I take. There's a reason why I share them on the show page every week. Some of them are from years ago, and some of them are from practically yesterday. It's because beauty is one of the steps that can help us. It may for you be nature. In fact, I believe it's for all of us. We can find beauty in nature, even if all you can see is the sky or a flower or a plant inside. Beauty has a tremendous capability to help us. 
Not to mention, we are being helped spiritually. It may seem like an odd thing to say, but if I hadn't burnt the toast or came really close, I wouldn't have opened the window. And I don't usually burn toast, and I don't usually have visitors coming over where I would care if I did. I know that sounds like a very mundane, everyday kind of a thing. It may even seem a bit of a stretch to you. I understand that. And yet to me, it makes me smile because that simple, mundane thing led me to open the window, which, you know, during the winter months, I don't open as much. And it's chilly in the morning. And I had to go turn down the furnace so it wouldn't pop on because the window was open. And then this morning, I opened it again. A little bit warmer out there this morning, not much. And I listened to the birds. And I thought to myself, why do I only experience nature when I'm walking in it? That I can just open the window anytime and enjoy it. I know that there are listeners to this program around the world. For some of you, winter is leaving. For others, winter is coming. Some of you live in climates where you can hardly tell when the seasons change. Well, I know that you can notice it, but it's not quite as abrupt. Wherever you are, I would wager there is some even smallest piece of beauty to notice. When I opened the window, I breathed more deeply. Breathing. I'm not an expert in that. I've never been an expert in that. I am not a yoga or a meditation teacher. And the really the best way I know of any sort of a meditation or reflective exercise is to walk. That's my way. It doesn't matter, you see, although those things may help you. I used to go to a yoga class when I was a little well, well before these times, and um, I really did benefit from it. I didn't think I would be good at it. I don't know if, and the point is, it doesn't matter. They teach you that very rapidly. It did challenge me very much. But the point is, as simple as opening the window and breathing can help. Sometimes, you know, maybe it's not the best time to open the window. Maybe they're spraying pesticide outside or something. Well, then you find another way. Maybe you can't go outside in that moment. But there has to be beauty and there has to be a way that you can slow down. We are facing unprecedented things. I mean, maybe that's a bit large to say it that way, but I will say I've been on the planet a fairly long time and these times are reminiscent of other times that I lived in. Um, you know, when the threat of nuclear war was hanging over us. And here it is again, which is just, it feels so unreal. And then we all contemplate, you know, what's happening with 
the earth, with the people on it, with everything that's occurring. And how do we become discerning to better understand what is happening? To study it. I've spent time in my life studying prophecy for many years. Some more than others, mostly um, female prophets. I've been working on this Prophetess Legacy Project for many, many years. I feel a personal connection to it. When you look at such things, there can be lots of dark predictions. Some of them, sadly, have come true. We don't know. In fact, it isn't really possible for all of them to come true. But there are some dark things happening on the planet right now. And we need to pay attention. And we need to think about who we are and who we choose to be in the midst of it. We are going to feel We are going to feel energetically sometimes really strong things that are very upsetting and, yes, may make us afraid. I learned a long time ago about this program. This is not about somehow putting together the perfect journey however you would describe that. And I would describe it as an imperfect journey actually is the perfect journey. It's about where we are with respect to where we were, perhaps. I know I used to worry more. Yesterday I was worrying. I found a way to break the cycle, and I felt good ever since. I did, it didn't ever come back, that particular feeling I I still have some things, you know, everybody does. Everybody has things to think about these days. We have things to think about in the entire world. And yet, we have work to do. We have work to do with ourselves. Sometimes it's just turning on music. That helps too. I tried that actually the other day, and it eh, wasn't really working. It wasn't as much of a worry that day, but I was just trying to, you know, kind of ease things a bit, whatever burdens I carry. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you want to swirl just like the Sufis used to. (laughs) Maybe some of you are Sufis because I know there are people who listen in other parts of the world and feel that connection. Sometimes you can feel such an incredible connection through music. You can feel tingles going all the way through you. And you have that powerful, powerful feeling that gets you outside of yourself, gets you outside of whatever cares. I was thinking yesterday about how we've lost something in our society today. We have lost... um, that ability to get together, perhaps. You know, in the old days, when people had plenty of things to worry about because they were struggling so much and, you know, we could be facing some of those things again, 
Maybe they got together at the music hall. Maybe they got together in their community, whatever the community was. If they were from an indigenous place, they danced. They felt the music. They felt community. Often those things were small connections, not large. Community. What was immediately around them, their sacred traditions. They felt them and they connected to them, both alone and together, and they never felt alone. Many of us feel connected online, perhaps, because there's an online community that we connect to, and yet we've lost something. And these recent years of isolation have not been easy for us. You see the fear sometimes. You can see it. And there are things to be concerned about. I mean, the burdens that we carry are real. But we can lighten them. Some of them may not be real, just as Mark Twain said. They're just imagination. They're just thinking of the worst, and maybe it will never happen. And like he said, often it doesn't, and that is true too. Both can be true. Sometimes we are taken utterly by surprise, by by something that is a heavy burden to carry that just drops in our lap. I know there are those of you dealing with health situations, perhaps of loved ones as well. And that can be a very real challenge. Some years ago, I talked about various situations I was going through, often with guests, loved ones who were encountering things. If you're in a situation, for example, where you're in a hospital supporting a loved one or in the hospital yourself, look for the beauty if you can. Turn on the channel that shows nature and perhaps plays music. I know I've seen those channels when I've supported a loved one in the hospital. Hopefully there's something to see out the window, or at least you might have a beautiful plant or anything to help, because it does help. It may not take it all away, but it helps. I said something last week that may have seemed rather odd, and it may even seem odd to visit it here because it's a rather unusual topic that I was exploring. And I'm kind of going to jump over to that again because I want to explore it more fully. I want to once again remind you that this is not a fringe topic, not in the least. It is something worthy of our serious consideration, and it's becoming more and more prevalent in the news. And that's thinking about this notion of our not being alone. First of all, this can greatly help us with our fears. 
there are a lot of things going on right now where people are reporting on or observing or talking about experiences where they feel like, you know, they're interacting with something outside the planet. These can be very positive reports, love-based, higher consciousness feelings. I can tell you right now that it is absolutely um, really impossible that there wouldn't be just incredibly highly spiritual highly loving, caring species out there. I told you last week that NASA just verified over 5,000 exoplanets. And maybe something I didn't mention, I can't remember, I was thinking about it last week, just kind of independently, and if someone else has said this, that makes sense too, is that exoplanets that are gaseous giants are really quite significant because they tend to protect the smaller planets near them. In fact, having Jupiter near us, it acts, and you can find these articles, just search Jupiter vacuum cleaner, that's a good search. It acts like a vacuum cleaner. It attracts all kinds of space rocks and things so they don't come near us. Is this by design or is this random? I would tend to think it may be a planned kind of a design, knowing what we know about spirituality. So that's a simple thing. People talk about very scary things in this realm. And if you have felt this way or maybe know someone who has, One notion I'd like you to consider based on something I said last week that I had read, and actually where I read it was Smithsonian Magazine. It was based on a report that a lot of people who report traumatic experiences that they view as, you know, the, the abduction phenomenon, for example. And let's be careful. Once again, I am not here to take your experience away. I can't explain some things. And some of those things I don't look at closely, and it's not my area to look at closely. So let's be careful here. But what I want to say is some of those things, because of the way repressed memory works, could have resulted, even if they seem unrelated to what happened, to could be related to past trauma, past trauma that has gone into your subconscious. And one of those things that can happen is we don't really know um, very much about this phenomenon where there is some recollection, even if subconscious, of surgery. And I would take it even farther than that because I was really thinking about this last week. Again, I will tell you, I am not here to take your interpretation away because that is up to you how you want to interpret it. But I do offer to you, depending on the situation, whether some of these things, when they say how common it is, for example, could be coming out of the subconscious, coming from other trauma, 
other things as children, perhaps. Not even necessarily abusive situations, although it could be that too. I'm not projecting that onto all of it. Be careful here. I'm not taking it away. I'm giving you something to reflect on. And maybe, maybe some of it is a form of PTSD based on what has occurred. And that this one article opened that up to me. This becomes an area I'm looking at more. I'm not choosing to go in depth with the fear-based aspects. I'm just offering this to you if that is something you have explored or felt to maybe spend some time with for yourself and see if it resonates at all because I think it's worthy of exploration. But I will tell you within that field, my personal focus because um, I was going to have this verse ready, which I don't. It's a verse in Philippians. Maybe I'll do the next show on this verse. It has to do with focusing on the light, essentially, focusing as much as you can away from fear, even with some really dark things, focusing on the light instead of focusing on the darkness. In this particular area of research where I know there are many who have spent a lot of time and I'm not going to claim to be in that group, I don't go there. I don't need that. I don't want to dwell on that in my head. I feel for the people who've been through it. And there's a balance. In fact, this relates to our world today, too. You have to decide how much you want to take in. It doesn't mean you deny that some dark things are happening. But you have to make your own personal decision of how much that is going to occupy your psyche. You may choose that you've seen some of the news. You know, we've got a war going on. We have things going on in parts of the world that aren't even being shown. And that's a little bit upsetting because all of those things are worthy of some attention. We're focused on one area. Whatever that may be, there may be only so much of that you can take in before it really starts to impact your own personal effectiveness. This is different than having an awareness that, yes, dark things are happening, but you have to decide when to turn off the TV or stop watching what is, what is it they call it? I don't do this too much. Doom scrolling, they call it, where you're just paying attention to what may be very real dark things in the world. And not all of them are extraordinary, unusual things. And the reason I refer to that was because it is a directly, I'm directly addressing something that came up on the last show that I talked about. Whatever that dark thing is, it doesn't mean that you can't have some awareness that will help you in your own path. It doesn't mean that maybe you you may want to be planning for some disruptions in life. In fact, I would say worldwide we're seeing some disruptions and we're going to see more. 
And we need to start thinking about that. And yet you can still open that window and let in the breeze, let in the light, and you can also decide how much darkness you choose to dwell on. Because if you dwell on it too much, you're going to... You know how the the image that was created for this program many years ago by a very talented artist named Richard Crooks, it shows a door opening to the light. And if you spend too much time, even if it's true, focusing on the darkness, you're going to slam mm-hmm. that door shut and it won't open at all. Or you'll have a struggle opening it. Finding balance is incredibly important in these times. I know the live show is nearing an end. I want to thank those of you who've been listening live. I'm not going to go on much longer today. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I have a feeling I'm wrapping it up today. Um, You can learn more about this program at FrontierBeyondFear.com. And I am going to continue to explore these topics in the weeks to come. We are really going to work with our fears in the weeks to come. And I do expect to be here next Saturday as well. This show always broadcasts live when it's on, unless I happen to miss a week or move it. Usually it's Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you for being here, live audience. Those of you now listening in the podcast or have been listening all along, well, we're about to head into podcast land anyway. I know you're listening across time. You are very much present with me in this current moment, no matter when you are encountering this program. One thing I did in the past week, this here, this program, is a part of my quiet outreach, or somewhat quieter. Last week, I called in to a very visible program, which I've done in the past, got right in, even though there can be difficulty getting in because it was a national broadcast, technically international, but national in the U.S. And I had some things to say about looking at, once again here, we were talking about the extraterrestrial phenomenon, which is not my only focus, but it is something to pay attention to and to stop labeling as fringe. I talked about it in a positive way. It felt really good to do this. When I speak to a broader audience like that, it is incredible how it feels. Maybe there's something that you do that feels incredible. When I'm speaking here, it feels good, but it's a softer, gentler kind of conversation. We're just a we're a smaller group here together. It's, it's kind of like when you speak at a conference, which I've also done, and you're speaking, you know, to a modestly sized room. 
whatever it is you're called to do, listen. It may be about communicating. Sometimes it's easier to communicate in a broader way than to the person right next to you. If that's the case, it may be a little bit sad, and we all have our disconnects in these years. That I heard, um, and I don't have it exactly in front of me either, but they've done surveys recently just about the divisions between people that have occurred, people close to one another. All of us have experienced that. People are in disagreement these days, and it can go very deep, and this has been going on for a couple of years now. We do need to pay attention to that, but it's not an easy journey. I find it a very difficult journey, really. In some ways, it's easier to contemplate the whole world than to know what to do in those situations. Sometimes we just need to let people be and let them grow in their own way. In fact, honoring the authenticity of others is incredibly important. And we've sadly been steered away from that far too often. Beyond that, what more was I going to say? I think this about wraps it up for today. But we'll continue to gently explore this topic. Last week, I was really quite passionate about what what I was sharing. This week feels gentle, and that's okay, too. We find ourselves in different spaces. Listen. Listen closely. Look for the light. The shadow isn't stronger than the light. The shadow really only is a place where the light isn't shining very well. Value truth. Be discerning. Truth isn't always easy to find these days. Sadly, there are many misguided people who want to misguide us. You are worth more than that. You are worthy of respect, each and every one of you listening. And someone disrespects you when they deceive you intentionally. That is a form of disrespect. And we need to each and every one of us find our own strength, our own power, which isn't just ours. We're linked to the multiverse. How much more powerful could the love be? How much more powerful could that be? It's infinite. And it's inside each and every one of us, and it's inside every person who may seem to be in a dark place. It can reach those people too, but it takes patience to let that happen. Even so, we own our own space. 
I am going to leave it at that now. I invite you to enjoy the full piece from Kevin McLeod, which we're kind of exploring right now. Maybe I'll have a few different pieces for this program. I'm not sure. This is a freely available piece under Creative Commons, and he gives his music to the world. That's his purpose. Many, many pieces. In fact, those of you who are podcasters out there, you might want to look. I've been browsing through a number of them myself. So without further delay, and once again, you will find more about this show at FrontierBeyondFear.com, which I do need to update a little with the latest shows, but um, I will be putting that out there. And you can follow the show, too, or just kind of look for it however you choose. It's up to you. But I'll tell you, I'm thankful you're here. This is me speaking from my heart directly to yours in this space. Thank you for joining me here today, whenever or wherever you are. 